Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, October 5th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter, as always, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. If you follow right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good morning, everyone. Thanks for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here today. Plenty of good stuff coming per usual on the show this morning. We got the Blackhawks 6-4 win over the Detroit Red Wings last night, although no thanks to their penalty kill unit going 1-5, for allowing four power play goals to Detroit. We'll also talk about Brandon Hagel and Mackenzie Entwistle's big night, plus a couple of underwhelming performers as well. And then I'll also get into a little bit more that I have on my updated Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. But to start things out here this morning, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into that Blackhawks 6-4 victory over the Detroit Red Wings last night. A ton of offense coming, especially in the early going for the Blackhawks. They actually jumped ahead 3-0 in the opening 10 minutes of the game. Tyler Johnson recorded a goal on the power play. Jake McCabe was the man to score the second one, and then Philip Kershev added the third at 9.40 of the opening frame, and it appeared that the Blackhawks were well on their way to a route of the Red Wings up in Detroit. Going back to that first goal, though, by Johnson, that was the top power play unit out there for the Blackhawks. Kane gets it at the right circle, dishes it, down low to Jonathan Taves and his office down on that left side. I still would like to see Johnny take the puck to the net more often here. Keep that defense honest in front of you because if you if Johnny takes it to the net with a purpose, that's what's going to eventually open up all those passing lanes for Taser. But they're not going to be opened until the defense knows that Taser's willing to try and stuff it home himself. And we haven't really seen that out of the Blackhawks on their top power play unit yet. We saw Kirby Doc kind of hesitate in that spot in the, uh, in the preseason opener versus Detroit last Wednesday. And now we also saw it out of Jonathan Taze here on the man advantage as well. Fortunately, though, his pass wound up getting over to Johnson because of a nice play by Tyler to kick the puck to a stick and then put it past Grice on the backhand to give the Hawks an early one nothing lead. Could be a very big year for Tyler Johnson as the man in the middle between all the skill guys on that Blackhawks top power play unit. On their second goal, uh, we saw some more nice puck movement by Jonathan Taze in the offensive zone. Seth Jones as well. Those two had a nice little, uh, nice little trans- transition play in the offensive zone to create some separation. 
Uh, Jones picked up the secondary assist. Taze was the man that moved it over to Jake McCabe, and then he hammered one through a Dominic Kubelik screen to double the Blackhawks' early lead. And then that third goal, it was nearly the Hawks' second one on the man advantage in the opening period, uh, but sadly, Kurashev had... The puck trickle off is sticking into the net right after the Hawks' power play expired. So technically an even strength goal, but it was all created and set up by the Hawks' second power play unit, which was great to see as well. Both man advantages cashing in here in the opening 20 minutes. Kubelik made a nice feed down low to Brandon Hagel, and then he moved it across the crease to Kurashev for the easy tap-in goal, and yeah, 10 minutes in, 3-0 Blackhawks. They appear to be on their way to a blowout victory up at Little Caesars Arena or Joe Louis Arena, as Pat Foley called it a couple of times on, on the introductory broadcast, which was, uh, I, I thought at first he was doing it on purpose, but uh, after he did it a second time, I was like, oh boy, I, I don't think Pat remembers that this place had had its name change. I get he hasn't been there in a while, but uh, yeah, yikes. But the problem with uh, the Blackhawks and that idea that they were on their way to a blowout victory, the problem with that is their penalty kill unit just completely forgot how to kill off a penalty. Um, After negating the Wings' opening power play opportunity, although that was mostly due to Marc-Andre Fleury making some big-time stops in that, we'll have more on Flower here later in the episode, Um, but after killing off that first penalty, Detroit then went on to capitalize on each of their next four man advantages. You heard me right. Four consecutive power plays where Detroit scored on. The first was Bobby Ryan tipping one home off a ridiculous feed from Wings 2020 first round pick Lucas Raymond, who looked incredible last night. We'll have more on Raymond shortly. Uh, then Moritz Sider was the man to cut the deficit to 4-2. to two. That's Detroit's 2019 first-round pick. He added a power play goal as well. Uh, in the middle of those two goals by Raymond and Sider on the power play came a beautiful goal between Brandon Hagel and Mackenzie Entwistle, by the way. Hagel made, uh, he won a foot race to a loose puck in the offensive zone and then made a nifty little drop pass to set up Entwistle in front of the net. That made it 4-1 to one at the time. Uh, we'll have plenty more on both of those two guys as the show goes on. But getting back to the to the Blackhawks' unsuccessful attempts of killing off penalties, uh, after Mo Sider made it 4-2, to two, less than three minutes later, it was Robbie Fabry's turn to score a power play goal. Uh, another poor sequence... The cross-seam passes were getting the Blackhawks all discombobulated and out of position, and all all of a sudden, we have a 4-3 game going into the third period, and then in the opening minutes, Caleb Jones takes down Dylan Larkin behind the Hawks' net, and then Lucas Raymond, who was arguably the best player on the ice last night, finally found the back of the net to even up the score 4-4. to The Blackhawks blew a three-goal lead to the Red Wings, with all four of their goals coming via the power play. Absolutely unacceptable. Not only to blow a three-goal lead, but to also keep taking penalties knowing your your PK unit isn't at their best tonight, and also not being able to find a way to stop this Detroit team that, quite frankly, I mean, if you watch the work they did on their power play unit last night, most of their setups or their goals were coming by kids who were 19 or 20 years old without any NHL experience. Lucas Raymond, Mo Sider, they were doing a lot of the work for 
the Wings man advantage, but I got to give kudos to both those guys, in particular Lucas Raymond for sure. I mean, like I said, he might have been the best player on the on the ice last night, and he's only 19 years old without any NHL experience. And it's funny, um, last week when I talked with Nolan Bianchi and Scotty Bentley after the preseason opener, they were ecstatic at that point. What with what they had already seen from Lucas Raymond, and he since then he's just continued to light it up ever since we had that chat. And Nolan and I were texting back and forth last night, and I was like, the the first message I sent Nolan without him texting me, I was like, wow, this Lucas Raymond kid looks good, and he is going to be a major problem here re- real soon. Like R- Raymond, I I don't know how you keep him off the Detroit Red Wings club at this point. I mean. How do you send that kid back to Sweden? I mean, I think he's done everything you could ask him to, and then some. Um, so huge shout out to Lucas Raymond. Uh, I know my boys at Lockdown Red Wings are super pumped and super excited for the future that he has. Um, but after giving up those four power play goals and letting the game get knotted up at four apiece, got to give some credit to Jeremy Colleton and this Blackhawks squad f- for sticking with it. They hung in there, they battled back, they didn't let all the momentum shift over to Detroit in the third period, and then they wound up getting that game-winning goal less than seven minutes after Lucas Raymond tied the score, and from who else? Brandon Hagel and Mackenzie Whistle, baby. They were making things happen all night long for the Hawks, and on this one, Hagel forces yet another turnover, doing what he does best. And then he and Entwistle execute a beautiful give-and-go on a two-on-one. Entwistle puts Hagel's saucer pass past Tomas Grice for the game-winning goal. Entwistle's second goal of the night, his third in the last two games. Alex Dabrinka goes on to add the empty netter. And despite trying their best to blow it on the penalty kill, the Blackhawks hang on by a score of 6-4, to four, now moving their preseason record to 2-1-1 one one through four games. All right, I think that takes care of my recap on the contest last night between the Blackhawks and Red Wings. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to talk about some standout performers and also some guys who underwhelmed in the Hawks' 6-4 victory. But first, I need to talk to you all about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbors best friends login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more right now at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I also need to talk to you all about Get Upside. Blackhawks fans, I have the most incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Then use the promo code HOCKEY in all caps and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay the full price at the pump anymore. 
get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code HOCKEY in all caps to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much to two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code HOCKEY in all caps to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two here on the show this morning, let's get into some of the standout performers from last night's contest versus Detroit. First, as you already know by now, in my opinion, Brandon Hagel was probably the Blackhawks' best player on the ice last night with line mate Mackenzie Entwistle coming in as a close second. Hagel finished with three primary assists on the night, two of them coming to set up Mackenzie Entwistle. And as I talked about in yesterday's episode with Hagel and Gaudette coming down on the fourth line, that was going to be a major opportunity for Entwistle to play with some more offensive-minded guys than he has so far in the preseason. And oh, baby, did he make the most of it. Three goals now for Entwistle in his last two preseason games, and he certainly is making a case for himself to make the Hawks' opening night roster. The only thing working against him for that, unfortunately, is that Entwistle is one of the few players that the Blackhawks have on the bubble right now that's waiver-exempt. Guys like Entwistle, Mike Hardman, Reese Johnson, Lucas Reichel, they all do not have to go through waivers in order to be sent down to Rockford. And in order for Entwistle to make the open night roster, that would likely mean the Hawks would have to send a guy down through waivers that isn't exempt and then could be snatched up by another NHL club, meaning the Blackhawks would lose them for free. So we'll see what happens there, but no doubt it was an A-plus performance out of both Entwistle and Brandon Hagel from last night. Brandon Hagel was just a, a man on a mission, would not be denied. And by the way, Hagel finished with three primary assists in less than 13 minutes of ice time. Um, Crazy stuff out of Brandon Hagel last night. And I'm wondering, is it possible for the same guy to have back-to-back breakout seasons? Because Hagel could be looking at another huge one coming up if he's able to keep playing like he did last night versus Detroit. One other guy I got to be sure to mention was Blackhawks captain Jonathan Taze. Because of the way things went down the stretch... Um, I, I think a lot of people forgot that Taze recorded primary assists on both of the Blackhawks' opening goals, one to Tyler Johnson and then another to Jake McCabe. And then late in the game with Detroit's netminder out, Taze was the guy who set up Debrinket for that empty netter. So Taze actually wound up with three primary assists as well on the night. So how about that? Both Jonathan Taze and Brandon Hagel finished with three primary assists each. I wonder if that's happened, uh, I wonder when that happened, I'm sure it's happened before, I wonder when that happened last for the Blackhawks, two guys with three primary assists on the same night, uh, but also something that's noteworthy, Jonathan Taze won 11 
of his 16 faceoffs in the contest as well and just continues to dominate the competition in that department so far in the preseason looking like he never even missed an entire year's work of uh work of worth of work black can't talk still one of the best in the business at the faceoff dot is captain Sirius. and i got to give one final shout out here to goaltender Mark andre Fleury, ladies and gentlemen. Flower finished with 36 saves on 40 shots faced. Can't really blame him for any of the power play goals that the Hawks allowed. And he probably made at least five or six A-plus stops in this one to keep the Blackhawks ahead. The best was probably that ridiculous glove save he made late in the game on Robbie Fabry. And incredible stuff out of Marc-Andre Fleury and an enormous reason why the Hawks managed to hold off the Red Wings and pick up that 6-4 to four victory. As for the underwhelming performers of the night, honestly, for me, all three that I have to talk about here are defensemen for the Blackhawks. First, Jake McCabe and Seth Jones. I they, they were pretty bad once again in the defensive zone. They had a tough time moving the puck up and out in transition and also had a couple of disastrous turnovers that, had it not been for Marc-Andre Fleury, they would have been a lot more prominent in Blackhawks fans' minds. And that's now two games in a row here where Jones and McCabe have both underwhelmed in my book. They're both 0 for 2 here in the preseason, I think. Uh, I know McCabe added a goal and Jones picked up an assist too, but where we really need them to make an impact is in the defensive zone, and so far they both have failed to do that, in my opinion. Last, excuse me, last I have Calvin DeHaan and the penalty kill unit. I included the entire penalty, penalty kill unit as a whole because obviously, Giving up four power play goals in one game is never a good thing, and it was a group effort that led to this disastrous performance, but I singled out Calvin DeHaan in particular because on at least two and possibly even three of the power play goals that Detroit scored, he was kind of the guy that allowed it to happen. Going back to the first goal where... Bobby Ryan tapped that one in from Lucas Raymond in the slot. If you go back and watch the tape, DeHaan was the defenseman that was late to rotate over from the left boards. He was slow getting back to the net, and that's what allowed Bobby Ryan to get so wide open in front of the net. And then on Moritz Sider's power play goal from the point, DeHaan was actually the guy standing right in front of Marc-Andre Fleury, providing a little bit of a screen on the play, which you never want to do to your own netminder. And then on Fabry's power play goal, the third for the Wings, this one wasn't completely Calvin DeHaan's fault. This one's more so uh, the pro- a problem for the entire unit as DeHaan was covering a man in front of the net, but Fabry still kind of popped out right in his area. I do think help needs to be provided by a winger there, but overall, not a good night in the defensive zone for Calvin DeHaan and a couple of other top Blackhawks defensemen, as well as the entire penalty kill unit. And I think it's safe to say we all know what the Blackhawks are going to be working on in practice here in just a couple of hours. All right, there are my standout and underwhelming performers from last night's game against the Red Wings. Coming up in just a minute, it's time to get into a discussion I wanted to have on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. But first... I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is about to head into the postseason. It starts today. Football season's heading into week five. UFC has some incredible fights coming up in the next couple of weeks. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on now into our third and final segment of Tuesday morning. I also wanted to be sure to talk about my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list, which if you all remember a couple of weeks ago, I did begin to start revealing here. Uh, but then with camp opening up in the middle of everything, I decided that I, I kind of wanted to wait until training camp in the preseason had at least gotten underway and had a, a good chunk of it already passed by before putting out a top 10 prospects list because I, I felt like it wouldn't have been the most accurate. And that's because this is really the first camp that the Blackhawks have had in two years. There hasn't been a lot of action going on where we can compare all of these prospects to one another. So I decided I wanted to wait for camp to go on by a little bit, and then I would reassess my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list before putting it out. And for the most part, I mean, not too much has changed in terms of my list. Um, if you all remember correctly, I got up to number seven before deciding to think things through once again. Going back to my honorable mentions real quickly, uh, I had both Nolan Allen and Colton Dock there, the first two picks by the Blackhawks in the 2021 NHL draft, which putting them in the honorable mentions, I still think is okay for the time being. I'm probably going to give them some more time in juniors before uh, I re reassess things, uh, just because neither of them really got a whole lot of game action last year. Nolan Allen actually uh, didn't really get much at all. Um, a couple of other guys I talked about as honorable mentions too were. Jakob Galvis, Isaac Phillips, Michael Tepley, Andre Altibarmaki, and all of that is still going to stay the same. The only problem I really had with my list, my original list, is that 
I had forward Mackenzie Entwistle coming in at number 10 with Landon Slager, Wyatt Kaiser, and then Alex Vlasic coming in at numbers 9, 8, and 7, respectively. Well, after we've seen from uh, knowing what we do now about Mackenzie Entwistle, I gotta bump him up a couple of spots. He's actually moving up a few. I'm not going to tell you where he's going to, sorry, I just hiccuped. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where he's going to wind up now, but I am going to tell you that he's going to move up on the list, and that moves Landon Slager down to number 10, Wyatt Kaiser down to number 9, and then Alex Vlasic down to number 8. Those orders aren't changing. Those three guys are just bumping down one spot, and I've already gone over all three of those prospects, so moving them down just one spot each is basically the same thing that I had before. There's no need to go over all of these guys once again. And just as a quick reminder, there's no Kirby Doc on this list, no Philip Kershev, no Henrik Borgstrom, no Wyatt Kalanuck. Basically, just the for real prospects that the Blackhawks have in their system, I'm going to rank here. So just something to keep in mind as well. But by bumping all three of those guys that I just mentioned down one spot, that means we're going to have a new number seven coming in on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. And that is exactly where we will be kicking things off on the episode tomorrow morning. Once again, forward Landon Slager coming in at number 10. Defenseman Wyatt Kaiser coming in at number nine. Both were third round picks of the Blackhawks in the 2020 NHL draft. And then defenseman Alex Vlasic, a second round pick in 2019 is who I have now coming in at number eight. And over the next couple of days on social media, I'll be resharing those guys' breakdowns that I dropped a few weeks back on the show when I first released my list. And then be prepared for number seven to drop in my episode here early tomorrow morning. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, October 5th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.